Hey guys, this is Chetan. And this is Abby. And this is Who Got Next. So from the day last time we recorded, game four of the Bucks Hawks series had been played out. Trey Young was out for the game. Lou Williams started in his uh in his spot. Um Lou Williams was a game high scorer in that uh with 21 points. But the biggest takeaway from that game was the Milwaukee Bucks had lost Giannis Atetokounmpo to a hyperextended left knee, which came down when he, it was like an awkward kind of pull down foul kind of thing that happened in the paint, which, you know, it looked worse than it is. Cause in first assumption, I thought, Hey, they, it could be an ACL tear, you know, but there's no ligament damage, no damage to the knee. It was just a hyperextended left knee. And, you know, that injury could have shifted the tide of this series. Just the way that we believe that Milwaukee should have won game four because Trey Young was out, but that was not the case. But then we move to game five where we get news that both Trey Young and Giannis Antetokounmpo are both out. And this game played out completely differently from game four where Brooke Lopez was the leading scorer with 33 points and it was the points in the paint by... Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis that made the complete uh, made the difference in this game, and you know, towards the end, more um, Atlanta put up a fight, but it wasn't enough, and Milwaukee takes a three-two series lead heading home, heading home, or no, heading on the road to Atlanta. Abby, what are your thoughts on this series so far? Can't predict what Bucks team going to show up simple as that if it feels like if this team was locked in every game they would have swept them that's what it feels like but this team is and charles barkley made a very interesting point he just thinks they're all nice guys they're nice guys they don't got that killer in them and that's what it seems like some days they look like they can't throw the ball into the ocean and some days they're just like what they were yesterday drew holiday straight up he shows you that he could be one of the best guards in the nba and the next game, he'll give you six points. You can't do that. You can't do that. Chris Middleton, he'll give you 26 like he did yesterday, and then he'll give you 15. You can't do that. Brooke Lopez, bruh. He didn't make a – he shot 33 points, Brooke Lopez. This was Brooklyn Nets, New Jersey Nets Lopez. 33 points, phenomenal. And then Bobby Portis, crazy eyes himself. Former Chicago Bull. Former Chicago Bull. You probably remember that. I remember. He was amazing, brought the energy – he can shoot the ball, mid-range, post-game, free throws, decent overall. All four, Those four basically won the game because they each, they each scored over 20 points, all four of them. And that's all they needed. And then the Hawks, give the Hawks credit. They were getting killed. And then they actually, you know, they made, they cut it to single digits up to, what, the third quarter? And then the Hawks, then the Bucks just, you know, ramped it up again. And yeah. they... That's uh, give them credit because give the Bucks credit for this. Whenever the Hawks cut the lead down, they just rammed it back up. But when you see this, you see all these portions of ramping it up. Like when they want to just go into this lockdown defense, this we can score at you with the, at will through the paint, three point shooting sus at times. But when they show you this, it makes you think, okay, this series is over tomorrow. But that's the thing, though. Expect the unexpected is what we've gotten. And that does not 
that illustrates one team above all. That is the Milwaukee Bucks. I am so – it's so crazy. I could see the Milwaukee Bucks being the first team ever, if they were ever down 3-0 in a series, to come back and win four straight. That's how crazy it is. Yeah. Like, if they somehow on the NBA Finals, if they make it, knock on wood, well, obviously, because I picked the Bucks. If they make the NBA Finals against Phoenix, because we'll get into Phoenix in a bit, Phoenix is in the NBA Finals. If they were down 3-0 to Phoenix, I could see this team being the first team ever to ramp it up and win four straight. Because that's how this team is. And that's why I don't know. I think can can the Bucks play better without Giannis? No. Can the Hawks play better? Yes, because we see we saw it game four. So hey man, we all seen it. Nate, Nate McMillan. If there was a extended coach of the year, he would have won it. Right now, including postseason, he's the coach of the year. No, no, no offense to Tyron Lue because he would have been the other guy. Uh, but Tyron Lue was expected to be somewhere. The Hawks were not for that point. Yep. And then this team at home is different. Even though they have won a lot of road games in the, in the postseason, at home, that's where the crowd's crazy. The rappers are out. The celebrities are out. Everyone's out. You got Dwight Howard at these games for some reason. I don't know why Dwight Howard is there, by the way, because former NBA player, you just got to – I'm not former – you are an NBA player, and that team just beat you. I don't care if I'm from Atlanta. I don't know why you're going to the game, but that's a separate point. So, from the way that pregame warmups looked, my guess would be we see Giannis before we see Trey. Giannis was looking fine. He was in his warmups. He wasn't even in street clothes. He was in his warmups. He looked like he was fine. Not, I'm not gonna say he was fine, but thank God it wasn't an ACL tear because that would have just been the that would have been the dagger. The that would have been the final one, nailing the coffin. Kawhi, Giannis, especially if it's like an ACL, because then next season's done also. So you don't want to, you don't want any of that shit now with any of these teams. So we still don't know about Kawhi, obviously. It seems like it's something crazy, but still, whatever. Donovan Mitchell, Giannis, um, Luca had a neck neck injury for a little bit. Kawhi, obviously, we mentioned uh, Trey Young now. But the way it looks, I would say this is the thing, though. I felt that whoever won this game was going to lose the next one. So the Bucks won. Now I could see them saying, yo, we, not, we ain't going to play you, Giannis. We'll play you in game seven if you're needed. I don't know if you feel the same way about that because obviously you don't want to risk having to go to a game seven, even though at home you've basically been dominant except for that one game where Trey Young went for 48. So, I really have no inclination for tomorrow. Like, it's so bad that if Giannis does play tomorrow, I'm still not confident that they would win the game, even though they should. So, whatever your thoughts. I mean, I feel the exact same way. It's just, you know, well, first of all, which Bucks team are we getting? That's exactly the point you just made is, hey, we don't know which Bucks team we're getting. But – in in a perfect world, they would want to win the game tomorrow because, hey, that gives you just under a week worth of rest for the Phoenix Suns, who, again, we ju- they just closed out their series, and they're going to get that extra rest that, you know, they may or may not need. Obviously, at this point, everyone needs it. But 
okay, say you don't play Giannis. You're essentially giving up a game in Atlanta because we've seen how Atlanta plays in Atlanta, right? With that whole crowd behind them. That's the reason they won so many. Uh, that's why they're here right now is that home crowd is similar to what Phoenix has been. They, they've been able to push this team to new heights. So that that's one way to look at it. I think I wouldn't play Giannis yet. If Trey Young is not playing game six, I'm not playing Giannis. I tell, hey, Brooke, hey, Bobby Portis, you guys eat in the paint. Just completely try to dominate the paint all over again. Right? And then when it comes to it, you know, Chris Middleton, take us home. You took us home before. You scored 20 points in the fourth quarter when we needed it. Bring us home. Because in the long term, you want to win an NBA championship and you want Giannis fully healthy. And I think games I think if Trey Young is out game six, Giannis shouldn't be playing either. That's how I would look at it. So hold on. Just can so just sum it up again? The so, scenarios? If Trey Young, no Giannis, Giannis in, no Trey, both of them don't play. Give me the scenario. I would say both of them don't play. No, no. I want you to tell me the what the, the outcome of the game. The oh, okay. Based off of each of the one of the three, out of each of the three scenarios. Okay. If Trey Young plays and Giannis doesn't, yeah. I think Hawks win. I. Right. If Giannis plays, and Trey Young doesn't, Bucks yeah. win. And if neither of them play, I think Bucks win. What if they both play? If they both play, <laughs> I, I'm gonna flip a coin and hope I'm right. Because we saw what a healthy Trey Young can do. You know, I, I'm not gonna say it's just an anomaly. That game one, he put up 40 points is just an anomaly. I, I think mean, if Trey Young doesn't play game six, that means he won't play in game seven if there is one. Yeah. Because this is do or die. So if you can't play in this game, there's no it's way 48 hours later you're going to be playing. Yeah, I think regardless, I think I think the series ends. Again. All right, so tell me what you think. Obviously, we don't know the information yet. Tomorrow, we could have a whole boatload of different information. We basically knew Giannis wasn't going to play yesterday. We basically figured that out. There's no way they were going to risk that. Yeah. We didn't know about Trey. We found out prior to tip-off that he was out. So right now, with the information that we presently have, who you got tomorrow, game six in the ATL? I have the Milwaukee Bucks going to the NBA Finals. Oh, Lord, that sounds so nice. Oh, my God, Milwaukee and Phoenix. Oh, every time I hear it, I just get tingly. I get giddy in there because I remember a younger version of me six months ago. But no, no, no need to go back there. But, okay. And also, so what scenario do you also see happening? Like who, who plays and who doesn't? I think neither of them play. Neither of them play. All right. Okay, uh, let's see. Well, we don't know the severity of his foot injury, but if he hasn't played the last two games, no, I think I, I've said this to everyone that I've talked about this with so far. The way warmups looked, I don't think Trey's playing because that looked bad. Yeah, like that looked bad. Like he looks like he cannot. I don't see how in forty-eight hours you can make that big of a. To Giannis, he's a freak. He's Greek yeah. freak. He's a freak. He went from looking like he he couldn't walk to walking to the locker room to being able to sit on the bench 
to the next day coming in pregame looking like, eh, if it was the NBA Finals, if this was game seven, I'd probably be out there. Yeah. So I think I think he doesn't play. I think he doesn't play because they don't – I think since they won that game yesterday, they got house money now somewhat, even though I personally wouldn't do it. If he could play, I would play him. I don't think Trey plays. I don't think Trey plays. I think Giannis doesn't play either. Um, and if they don't both play, I think Atlanta, they they figure a way out. See, my- that, that hurts for me to say, obviously, because I, plus, in a way, I am rewarded because I get a game seven on Monday, which is very nice. <laughs> Post Independence Day vibe. That's nice right there. Yeah. But obviously, Listen, man, this Bucks team, I can't erase what I saw when Giannis went down. And this team, and it, to be honest, in Atlanta, they were playing garbage for seven quarters. They played great the fourth quarter of game three. All of game four, they played trash. And now we're going to see game six. And so I think Lou Will will show up. Herder played awful. John Collins didn't play great. Capella played decent. Uh, Bogdanovich made his shot. He, I think he made like eight threes. He played decent. Gallinari showed up somewhat. I think if neither of them play, I think the Atlanta Hawks win. If Giannis plays, the Bucks win. If Giannis plays, the Bucks win. And if Trey plays and Giannis doesn't play, then definitely I agree with you. Atlanta wins. And if they both play, I think Atlanta wins. Yeah, if they, so, so I'm leading Atlanta in three of the four scenarios. And now if you ask me what scenario do I think is going to happen tomorrow, I think tomorrow neither play Atlanta wins. All right, so we both have neither playing, but the opposite teams winning. Okay. So we're, we're a split decision. And I don't fault any person for picking the opposite team, period. Because it could go both ways. And predict, predict expect the unpredictable at this point. Plus, I think... 20, if we could make these picks 24 hours later, I think we both, with the information we may be getting, we would change our minds, depending on Giannis or if Trey plays. I don't think Trey's playing. You got a bone bruise, bro. You got a bo- he, was making, he was trying to make a floater, and he was just in pain. So he has to, he has to do, oh, well, we got an update right now. A, a couple hours, this is two hours ago. Giannis doubtful to play. If he's doubtful, he's not playing. Yeah. And it says Trey Young questionable. He's not playing. Ah, uh, based off the designation, it seems like Trey Young has a better chance. Giannis, I'm telling you, because they, I think we both agree here. If they didn't win Game Five, maybe Giannis plays. Yeah. But since they won, I think like okay, we're gonna give you four, three more days just in case. We need it. I, I really think that's it. Is hey, they saw how Game Five played out, and they're like. Okay, we have more than enough, more than enough to beat them if they don't play Trey Young. And it, yeah, just I can't envision all four of them playing like that again in Atlanta. Giannis, there's no way on the road. Those four, there's no way. Bobby Portis, can I expect him to drop twenty two? Can I drop? Can I expect Brook Lopez to give me thirty? Can I expect um? Drew Holiday to give me a double-double and assist plus 25 points? 
Can I expect Chris Middleton is the only one I would expect? Okay, can yeah. he do 20 again? Yes. There's no way in hell you can convince me Brooke Lopez on the road is doing that again. Plus, there are no others. PT Tucker's not a scorer. So he's gonna do what he does. Brent Ford's okay, he may be able to light you up for a couple threes. Pat Connaughton. So those four are the four. And then Atlanta got Lou, John Collins, Herder, Gallinari, Capella doesn't really score. But yeah, and Bogdanovich. So they need three of the five to play extremely well. You the Bucks it. need all four, or three at least. I don't see that happening on the road. Hell no. You make a very compelling argument. I I call these Bucks frauds in the regular season because they would play great and then they would just play like dog shit. The most infamous game being when they went to San Antonio and gave up eighty in the first half, eighty four I think it was, bro. The, and I understand the regular season is different from the playoffs, but we've seen that carry over here. Besides the Miami Heat series where they swept them, they seem like they don't have it going every game. They just don't. I don't know what to blame that on coaching. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I just don't know. If you have the capability of destroying a team, you should do it. But like Giannis said infamously, playing with it, playing with their food. That's what they do. And now they're up 3-2. I, you say the Bucks are going to win. I say tomorrow the Hawks are going to win. I mean, we're only going to figure it out tomorrow. Yep, we're going to get to see tomorrow. And anything can change that. And I will love either outcome. Either a Game 7 or the Milwaukee Bucks are going to the NBA freaking finals. Oh, my God. Yeah. I think we both agree. We both want to see Milwaukee versus, you know, the team in the desert. We're about to that talk about. Right now. Go ahead. Go ahead. And in the other series, we finally had, you know, we were talking about, yo, these Clippers just don't want to go away. They just don't want to do it. But you see those videos in Phoenix. They're partying like it's 1993 all over again because they just made it to the NBA Finals. And it was... You know, Arun and I were having this discussion like, yo, who's going to have the biggest game? You know, Devin Booker obviously was the popular choice, but it was Chris Paul. 41 points, 7 for 8 from 3. He knew it. He heard it all. You know, he's heard the 3-2 comeback, the 3-1 comebacks on his team. But guess what? They He's making his very first NBA Finals appearance. And give all the credit to the Clippers team. They, we didn't think they'd make it out of round one after they lost the first two games in Dallas against Dallas at home. We didn't give them a chance after they won the they lost the first two games in Utah against one the best home crowd in the league. Right? They were down again. They're down three one. We're like, yeah, no, there's no chance. They win game five. You know, on a gutsy performance by uh, Paul George with 41 points. But game six was a vintage Chris Paul moment. And it was absolutely phenomenal what he did. And this man has been through it all. He's heard it all. And he's finally making the first finals uh, appearance. And... I don't know what else to say. It was just he took the worst team 
in the last decade to the NBA Finals. That That's Chris Paul's impact on an NBA team. What are your thoughts, Abby? And that is it right there. I am so happy for a man that I've watched for over a decade. I remember the first playoff series I saw Chris Paul play. It was against the Lakers and the great, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. He was on the New Orleans Hornets at the time. Hornets at the time. Yep. And they went into Staples Center game one with Monty Williams. And they beat them. They lost that series, but they beat them. And uh, uh, one second. And they, uh, they beat them. And they lost 4-2, I think, in that series. But you saw you, – you would root for him because he's six feet tall. He's six feet tall, and he was a magician with the ball. He had Aaron Gray on his team. He had Jared Jack, who was, in my opinion, one of the most underrated players ever. He had Willie Green. Uh, but they had – I think David Wilson on that team, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Tyson yeah. Chandler. Tyson Chandler. Was he on that team? Yep. He was Regardless. They were going up against Kobe and Powell and Ron Artest and Lamar Odom, Derek Fisher. They had no business being in that series, but they won 4-2. I mean, they lost 4-2. They won one, one game at the crib. But that's when I became a Chris Paul, Chris Paul uh, fan. I think he got a bad rap with the Clippers, except for the 3-1 series lead against Houston. Because, yeah, you can't lose that. You can't lose that. But every time else, um, either someone got hurt uh, or – Chris Paul got hurt or Blake Griffin got hurt or something happened. And it was just bad luck, I would say. And the Clippers franchise has been cursed, to be honest. But then he went to Houston and once again, unfortunately, got hurt. Game th- game five after beating Golden State and taking a 3-2 lead. And then people think his career is over. He's going to OKC. I never thought he would even play in OKC. I thought they were going to buy him out or whatever. But that contract was so bad. There's no way. Even though at the time it looked so bad, I don't think a lot of teams would love that contract right now. But he just made Oklahoma City into a team that took the Houston Rockets with James Harden and Russell Westbrook and Eric Gordon. Game seven in the bubble. And now he went to uh, he went to the Suns. And I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I felt with him and that team, they were capable of going to the NBA Finals in the first year because of his impact with the rest of the squad. And that is exactly what they've done. You can say injuries. I understand that. But if you give me injuries, I can give you plenty of injuries in the past. I can give you last year. I can give you years before that. I can give you the year 2019 from the Toronto. I don't see nobody giving no Toronto Raptors. Uh, when you go to Toronto and you see that banner, you see an asterisk next to it? Nah, right? But that should have a huge asterisk next to it if you want to talk about asterisks because they played a Warriors team where KD didn't play, came back, got severely hurt, and then Klay Thompson hasn't played since. Yep. And I don't want to hear nothing about no asterisks. I can keep going back in time if you want to play this game. So uh, the point being, I am so happy. Chris Paul, I'm so happy for Devin Booker because he was viewed as a losing player. People were putting him in the conversation with like players that put up big numbers on losing teams. Last year in the bubble, you got a little snippet of this dude being able to carry a team, even though it was only for like what eight games. I felt that without Chris Paul this year, could they have competed for the eight seed? 
with Golden yeah. State? Yeah, I can give you that. They could have competed for the uh, Golden State Warriors were basically 500, right? Around 500. Yep. So, yeah, I think this team would have competed for the eight seed, nine seed, play, playing for sure. Playing for sure. Both Chris Paul, you add an MVP level player, and you are now going to the NBA Finals. He was absolutely fantastic. Yet uh, two days ago, magical 41, just like in Denver. He knew, I told you, he would rather do it in LA than at home. I told you he would rather do it in LA because of what that means. And he still said post game, he loves the fans there. He knows that they came up short there. So it's no, no Ill, Ill will towards that team, but still it's sweeter. And it's just poetic justice that basketball justice, whatever what you want to describe it, that that's how he gets to the NBA finals. And, and what else can I say? They, they did it. They did it. They get a week off to chill, relax, get your body right. And he played great. Devin Booker played decent. DeAndre Amy. Jay Crowder had a 14-point burst by himself in the second quarter to put them up nine. Phenomenal. Boogie Cousins for the Clippers, he played well. Marcus Morris played well. Reggie Jackson did. He was in tears after the game. The man gave it everything he had. I hope he gets paid because he deserves it. And the regular season is where you make your name. The playoffs is where you make your fame. This man deserves to be respected in this league, and I hope he will be this year. But Paul George, my friend, my dear friend, Paul George, this is what I'm talking about. He is a great talent. Talent. He can give you performances like game six. He is not the lead man. In Indiana, he was. He is not a lead man, bro. If he went five for 30, five for 25, I would have given him much more credit and respect because he would go out guns blazing. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. This man looked like he didn't want to be out there. He, it looked like he wanted everyone else to go off and not him. Yeah. And I'm not trying to disrespect him because he did do a lot of great things this postseason. He deserves his credit, especially because of last year with the bubble. But game six at home, potential game seven coming up. You just coming off one of the most historic performances ever, ever in games in game five. And you do that? His final stats, he had, what, 22 points? No, 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 no. He had 16 points because six of those points came after they were down 20-plus in the fourth quarter. Marcus Morris had more points than him at one point going into the fourth quarter. It, Marcus it, Morris finished with 26 points. Okay, whole game he had more points than him. Forget that. That can't happen. Patrick Beverly, he gave it everything he had. Yes, that, that shove on Chris Paul was dirty, whatever. But still, he gave it everything. He crossed him up. He was making threes. He was doing everything. But Patrick Beverly gave it his all. Marcus Morris gave it his all. Zubak, unfortunately, couldn't play. Uh, Boogie gave it his all for however, however many minutes he had. Reggie Jackson gave it, gave it his all. He didn't play well. He had 13 points or whatever, but still, he didn't play his best game. But that's why you need a leading man. And that's just not what he is. He's not. He is, he is a very good two. A great two. Great. He's the greatest level of a two you can get. Yep. He is not a one. And if you expect him to be, that's why it's going to be very interesting to see if Kawhi Leonard stays or goes. I mean, we still don't know the status of Kawhi Leonard himself. 
apparently he would have been able to play in the if they made the NBA Finals. But hey, we just don't know. I think yeah, I think this summer is just gonna be very interesting. Paul George, you know, all the heat he's taken, I don't think he deserves. But if he keeps, you know, the same energy up about he's a number one, he's obviously gonna he's gonna eat shit for it because because of his uh, because of um what do we say recency bias we we just saw game six and we just be like well yeah you did it in game five what happened to game six you know in games game five was away in phoenix game six was at home how how did you disappear at home kind of thing it's just you know that but reggie jackson on a veteran's minimum has had an absolutely fantastic postseason and someone's going to end up paying him some money to be a backup point guard or a starting point guard. Uh, don't know which one it will be, but he's going to end up getting paid. But I'm very excited to see Phoenix in the NBA Finals and what you said came correct and it's it's great to see. But, I mean, we still got Game 6 tomorrow, potential Game 7 on Monday. And then NBA content is probably going to slow down for a little bit because the NBA Finals start in less than a week. In six days, July 8th, Thursday night, we'll have Game 1. you have the NBA Finals, and then you'll have the NBA Draft probably, I think, one week after. I think it's one week after. Yeah, and then you have free agency, and now this free agency class was supposed to be decent, not great, but now there's a couple names out there that you didn't expect to be out there that could be out there, aka obviously Kawhi Leonard. Because you know what? Let's just talk a little bit about this. Would you, as a team, that's one piece away, go after Kawhi Leonard? Yes, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. This dude's always hurt. I can't rely on him. His talent is undeniable. I'm not denying, I'm not criticizing any of his basketball yeah. abilities, his accolades, any of it. But this dude, he just, it, it's Porzingis all over again. He's just staying hurt. And now this is the second team where he hates or is having issues with the medical staff. All right. So, San Antonio and now the LA Clippers. So, my read oh. here is which teams do you say is one piece away? If Dallas got him, okay, I'm not trusting it. I, there's no way. I'm yeah, not trusting it. I, I wouldn't because then if you if you pay him everything and he gets hurt, it's Luca with nothing left. Yeah, because Tim Hardaway would have to go because he's yeah. a free agent. You would have to let him go, and then uh, who else already, do they have? You're already paying Chris stops. Oh my god, I'm not even gonna get into that. And he stay hurt. And Luca's so, gonna come up with his. Uh, you think his supermax? Yeah. So that's the thing. Miami, if he was on Miami, you would say they're a top team. But can you trust them? No, I don't think so. That's the thing, though. I think his only option is the Clippers. I think, yeah, I think his. I know the the New York Knicks. If they had to make a list of superstars to go after, he should be towards the end of that list. Because you guys need a surefire superstar that's going to be there. 
That's why I love Damian Lillard. He's always there. He had a little bit of injuries this year, but that was nothing crazy. And that was because he was carrying that franchise when C.J. McCollum was hurt, Zach Collins, who just got hurt again. Nurkic was hurt. So he was just doing everything by himself. And, yeah, I would go after a Dame Lillard, a Bradley Beal, guys that can count on to play. And it's nothing against Kawhi. He can't affect his injuries. I can't – I'm not saying that. I'm not taking any shots at him. I'm just going over his history. He stayed healthy somewhat, load management in Toronto. They won a ring. Asterisk, if you want to call it, because we all know Golden State would have killed them if they were fully healthy. Then he comes to the lake, uh, the Clippers. We saw what happened last year. He played in uh, all the games. And then this year, out of nowhere, he gets hurt. And we still don't know what the hell happened. So what, so what team do you think could afford to get him? I mean, could afford? Uh, they can't. Let's see. That's a difficult one because, I mean, if we're talking about he needs to be paired with another superstar who's always there, right? So, obviously, in Dallas, Luka is often injured. Um, so is Przingis. That's not – as much as they want to pursue him, that's not a good fit. Um, Milwaukee uh, – not Milwaukee. Uh, Miami, the same thing. Jimmy Butler – he's getting older. He faces injury problems. It, it seems like the Clippers are the best fit for him given, but given how the Clippers have played this season, I, this postseason, I would say his best option is to stay. Like if they got to the conference championship game six, without you, imagine what they would have done with you. Right. So I think that that's obviously his best option. Uh, sleepers, I would say. Who would have the money? Who would have the money? It would have to be a team that can obviously win and have the money because he's not going to no low class team. So, Philly's out, Milwaukee's out, Brooklyn's out, Lakers are out, Lakers out, Utah's out. He's not going to Utah. Yeah, Utah's out. He ain't going to Denver. Denver, no. Phoenix, no. Phoenix got other people to pay. Yeah, I think it's Dallas or Miami or that's it. Or New York. Those three right there. Yeah, other than the Clippers, that's the three. That's it. Teams that are somewhat respectable, a piece away, and can afford you. And have destinations. New York, Miami, Dallas are all destinations. So it, it meshes well with how his resume has gone, where he wants the destination, he wants the money, and he wants to compete for a championship. And I would say those three – What's what up? This? Crazy idea. Portland. Nah, not gonna happen. Yeah, I doubt it. He would yeah. never go to Portland. But what if they trade for Bradley Beal or Cat and then he gets to be him? So now we're making a fantasy super team here. Yes. yes. I don't think Portland got the pieces to do this. Yeah, I wouldn't trade Anthony. I'll let Portland has the pieces to go get Kawhi Leonard and Carl Towns with Dame Lillard. But if that happened, they're going to the finals. They're winning it all. But Kawhi's a free agent. So that's true, but they don't have the money. That's why you trade CJ. Free up the cash. I still don't think that's enough oh, money. Yeah. He's not making. He's making a good amount of money, but he's not making forty million. He's making the max though. 
But his max is not the same as other people's maxes. Wouldn't his max be around the same as Cat? Because Cat was no, Cat was twenty fifteen. CJ is twenty thirteen. Okay, yeah. Oh, this is gonna be interesting. But I think Kawhi's best chance is to stay. And just one of the ever-ending questions that we're going to have to deal with. So what's Kawhi wrong with Kawhi Leonard? What happened? It's, the question is, what's wrong with Kawhi Leonard? Is he staying? Is he going? We'll see. In a couple weeks, he has to make that decision himself. But with that being said, conference finals, game six, Eastern Conference finals tomorrow. Still don't know shit about who's playing, who isn't, which team's showing up, which team isn't. But that's why we watch the games to see the outcome. And then you never know, we could have a game seven or we could have our NBA finals set to go for next week. That's why you tune in. And until then, we'll be back later on 